Hello, and welcome to Eyes and Vibes, the soccer podcast where we talk everything USMNT and sometimes more. I'm your host, Trevor Hickman, alongside my co-host and friend, Blake Woody. And today, we have the fantastic opportunity to bring on a player who is truly one for the future. And in the crosshairs of both the U.S. and Mexican youth national teams. With all that said, we're thrilled to welcome 16-year-old Charleston Battery player Fidel Barajas to the show. Fidel, how you doing today, man? Doing amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Th- thanks so much for coming on our show. Um, first off, you know, walk us through how you thought your CONCACAF tournament U-17 tournament went. Uh, obviously, from a viewer's perspective, uh, you played pretty well, but how did you feel about it? How you think you played? And uh, how were the celebrations when you won it all? No, yeah, I mean, I think from the beginning, uh, really, I had a lot of excitement. Uh, I think overall, the whole tournament, I think I did really good. I mm-hmm. think uh, I performed what I had to perform. Uh, think, think, thanks, we, we got the win. We got the, we won the tournament. So, so that's a plus, and and obviously making it to the World Cup, I think that was the goal. But yeah, I think on on my side, I think uh, I did my job. I think the whole team obviously did a job for winning the whole tournament. Yeah, I mean, really excited and and really happy. I mean, I got to perform that way and and got to help help the team make it to the World Cup and obviously win the Gold Cup. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Um, and you know, one more question, and I'll kick it over to Blake. But uh, but for yourself, when you look at your tournament. Did you take more pride in putting a beautiful cross into the box or, you know, being on the end of a cross and scoring? Are you more of an assist type of guy or more of a, of a scorer? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I've always been a scorer and I, I always looked at myself uh, as a scorer. I mean, giving assists is something I have to do in, in order for, for my position, but I think I've always looked at myself as a scorer type of guy. I like it, man. Good stuff. Well, yeah. Hey, Fidel Blake here. Uh, Thanks as well for coming on to the show, man. Really appreciate you coming on. And so, you know, follow up on following up on Trevor's question there. Uh, you did a great job at both those in the tournament, man. Again, congratulations. You know, three goals and five assists. So, what was the key to your success? Do you think uh, in the tournament? Um, I think it was just the motivation and uh, yeah, the motivation from our whole country supporting us and family. And I mean, making it to the World Cup is not. It's not something we have every once in a while. I think it's it's something rare we get to we get to experience. And yeah, I feel like just motivation to know we're able to go to a World Cup and and win it all and just fight for our country. I think that that's what helped me thrive through the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Definitely sure. get that, man. That's for awesome. Sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And in terms of your, you know, your obvious, we'll we'll get into your background a little bit more as we go through the show, but. You've played for both the U.S. Youth National Team and Eltree's Youth. So how was it in the final to face guys that you've probably played with or at least, you know, had a group chat with before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all those players I know since, I mean, when I played at San Jose uh, and I played with them in the national team, it was quite nervous. Uh, quite, it, was, it hit nerves. Mm-hmm. But since I was excitement to be able to share the field with them again even though we're opposite, uh, on different teams. But yeah, it was overall, it was really excitement, especially playing it as the final, the final game. I think it, it, it just, it drove me, like, wanted me, gave me a lot of excitement, you know, playing that game and winning it, obviously. 
it was it's something they 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 quite didn't enjoy but it's something you know that's how soccer is and i mean yeah once again it was it was really cool being able to share the field with them again that's a super cool experience, man, that you're able to do that. Uh, I want to know, Fidel, so, you know, since you sort of grew up with a lot of these guys, was there a lot of trash talk in the field in the final, or did you try to yeah. keep it clean? Like, No, yeah. Yeah, throughout the game since the beginning, uh, after the National Anthems, it was uh, it started getting heated. I mean, in a good way and also in a bad way. But, yeah, it was a lot of, like, joking around and, and trash talk between players that I knew and I played with in club. But, yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hey, you got the last laugh in the end, so. <laughs> true, true. You did. Um, so so for yourself, when you talk about kind of, you know, getting heated and people getting in others' heads, are you someone that plays into that? Or are you someone that tries to, you know, mentally get in an opponent's head and say, you know, hey, you can't stop me? Or are you a little bit more reserved with your play? No, yeah, I'm more reserved. I like to just show it on the field. I don't really like to get in people. I don't really talk to people like that, like trash mm-hmm. talk. Uh, I, 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 I personally, I receive that more. But yeah, I just yeah. like to show my stuff on the field. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, kind of following up on that whole thing, uh, are you a big goal celebrations guy? You talked about how you like to score, but are you, uh, are you someone that that has a few written down in the notes and you go, all right, cross that one off now. <laughs> No, no, yeah, my celebration is something I need to work on besides scoring. But yeah, I feel like <laughs> uh, I like to score goals. But yeah, that's one thing. Just my celebrations, I don't know, it just comes naturally. <laughs> got you, got you. <laughs> that makes sense, man. Um, I want to know, Fidel, sort of move topics a little bit. Um, so you know, you grew up in Northern California, like you mentioned, San Jose. Um, being in Sacramento, um, what was it like when you made this uh, recent move to Charleston and sort of moving across the country? What's that sort of been like for you? No, yeah, that was um, once I decided to do that. I mean, it was a really big move. I mean, moving across the whole country is something at 16 is something that that really affects me and my family. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that since a kid, is something I dreamed of becoming a pro. And I mean, being able to accomplish that is just uh, it, it kind of makes me forget about the like the sacrifices and makes me more, more hungry to know I'm, I'm just getting started. Yeah, man. Gotcha, I, I, man. I love that mentality for sure. And in terms of, you know, before we get into more of the questions, um, if you wouldn't mind, you know, one of the things we love to do on this show with anyone we bring in an interview is we, we love to learn your origin story, how you first got started, what first, you know, drove you to soccer, and where you went from there. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give our, our listeners a little bit of an inside view on, you know, how you first got into soccer, what drove you to it and uh, where you, where'd you go from there? Yeah. Uh, since, since a baby, I mean, I grew up in a soccer family. My, my dad is a big, a big soccer fan. I mean, he used to play when he was young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, just being around the soccer ball since I was little, something that just, that just attached to me and just be, became part of me. I mean, since little, I think started playing around five, six years old. It's when I started officially kicking a soccer ball and a team and stuff. But yeah, I mean, just growing up with a soccer family, is something that is just something that becomes part of you and something you live with your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's, that's really cool, man. I, I love that. And then, you know, you talk about you kind of grew up in a soccer family. Uh, was there a specific team that your family really supported? Um, you know, in whatever league? Um, just kind of curious. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad and my whole family. My dad got my whole family into it. It's uh, Cruz Azul from Liga Mekis. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just always watching their games with my dad in the living room. something we always do. That's awesome, great. man. Yeah. And uh, so has your family been able, are they out there with you in Charleston now? Are they still back in Northern California? No, yeah, they're still back in Sacramento. They, they still live there. I, I moved along with some family friends to Charleston. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay, well, good deal, man. Good deal. Are they able to uh, get out to games pretty regularly over in Charleston? Or uh, Look, I mean, not yet. My parents yet have to come here. But I think this year is something they're looking forward to, to come visit me and see how how I mean how my life is now and and to see some of my games. Yeah. Oh, well, perfect, man. That's awesome. And I guess Trevor, if you don't mind taking one more here. Yeah, um, bro. Hey, well, go for it. There's there's no quota on yeah, the questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a perfect uh transition. Like what are you uh most so, sort of looking forward to in this USL season? You have any any big goals uh individually, team wise for the season upcoming? Yeah, I mean individually is always to grow as a player. I mean having a full professional year with Charleston Battery in the USL. I mean, it's something that I mean I get to take a lot of experience from my teammates and and other team other players from other teams playing being able to play in those games, getting more minutes as a professional. And I mean team wise is looking back at Charleston's like uh records from last season, I mean it's probably to make the playoffs. I mean it's something I think the club wants and and yeah, I mean that's something we're looking forward to and working hard every day to to make that make that come true. So one of the things that I've kind of noticed with USL is it's an interesting mix of kind of younger guys and a lot older guys as well. Ones that that have kind of been in MLS and sort of, you know, moved to USL as their careers have progressed. What is it like when you play against someone that's just bigger and older? How, How do you compensate for that as a player? Yeah, it's something I think every player has to get used to. It's something, I mean, coming from playing from club with your age, with people your age is something, it's a big adjustment, I think. And just being able to adapt to that and, and see see a way to to work around that, I think it's something that that every soccer player needs to, needs to have. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard, but at the same time, something, it takes time to, to adjust to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And then in terms of, your game who who would you say you model your game after is there a certain player or you know more than one player that you model your your game or try to model your game after yeah there's certain players yeah i think right now i look at a lot as mares something i i, ah, I think okay. my game looks like and i mean as a player kind of i say i would say neymar something i grew up young wanting to be like him i think i take the skills and that's something something i look i look forward to that's a good ones, man. Yeah, those are great ones. And uh, Fidel, so I guess for you know some of the listeners who might not be as familiar, uh, what position do you see yourself at long term? Uh, like position in my future for soccer? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this kid. I mean, I think it's to get to Europe first division. Mm-hmm. I think that's somewhere, somewhere I want to get to and, and maintain myself in. Probably finish off my soccer career. Think in Europe. That's yeah, awesome, man. That's awesome. Do you have like do you have like a dream club or anything over there? Yeah. FC Barcelona's <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. so okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a good one, man. Uh and, and there's actually there's been um, Americans and Mexican players recently that have you know made the move over to Barcelona. So it's uh yeah. it's not outside of the, the realm of possibility for a CONCACAF guy to get there. So yeah. <laughs> 
No, that that's that's awesome, dude. And then um what if you had to pick a European league that you'd most like to move to at some point, uh w- would that be La Liga then? Or would or is there another one that kind of calls no. to you as well? Yeah, La Liga is a, it's a it's a league I like myself playing in hopefully in the future. It's mm-hmm. a league I would like to play in, yeah. But also Premier League, I mean they're top leagues. But yeah, I think La Liga is a league I I watch most of my games, the games, and just imagine myself playing in the future. That's awesome, That's awesome man. man. That is. Um, and I wanted to ask Fidel, change gears a tiny bit here. Um, sort of going back to the national team side of things, um, you know, I think it's such a unique experience that you've had, you know, being able to come up in both the Mexico and U.S. camps. Um and, uh, you know, we like to keep things positive on the show here. So what are some positives uh, from both of your experiences with both camps? What are your favorite things about each of them? Um, I would, with Mexico, it's, I mean, getting to know players. And, I mean, most of those players play in Mexico. So it's like getting to know different styles. I mean, they play in Mexico, different mm-hmm. the different levels they're at. Mm-hmm. And U.S., I would say... Something positive is like a lot of players from Europe who come with the national team. I think that's something that helps everyone there. I mean, getting to know different players and their environment and how they play. I think that's that's something that really positive that helps every player that plays for the national team. Can you see a difference between a player that plays in Europe, even in an academy or something like that, that comes back versus a player that's in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first time going to US and and having players come from here. Yeah, you can see not just in the in the field, but also just the the personality. I think you you just see it right away. I mean, you could tell they're different, and they come from Europe. Yeah, interesting. Makes sense, man. Um, what are sort of have been your thoughts on you know coming up sort of through the youth system in San Jose? Can you walk a little bit more through sort of how that experience was for you, sort of coming up that way? Yeah, I mean. It's just a short time I, I had in San Jose. I think it was about a year I lasted mm. a season. It was, I think that, that that year I had my most improvement. And and think, thanks to that, it got me to where I am right now. I think uh, the coaches, the players that helped me just push every day to, to be a better player and even a better person. Uh, I think it was it was a good year for me and something and something that made me, like, like I said, uh, to be where I'm at right now. Yeah, super cool. And then, uh, you know, take us through a typical game day for you, whether that's, uh, you know, with your USL club or uh, or on the national team, youth national team level. Um, what is what is your average game day look like for you um, scheduling wise? Yeah, most of the games are usually late afternoon. So, I mean, me wake up, try to sleep in, uh, have a good breakfast and just try to rest. The whole day, be chilling in my house and try not to go out much and mm-hmm. be watching TV. Try to stay concentrated at the same time. For me, I usually like to to listen to a lot of music. I think that, that gets me in the mood. And yeah, I mean, just throughout the day, be listening to music and staying calm, thinking about the game, thinking about positive plays you could do in the game. I think that's something that I that I always done since I was a kid. And when it's game when it's game time, I think just staying really focused, looking. Looking at, I like I like to look at past game reviews of of me playing and see what I could do differently, and where I'm most effect most most uh most like dangerous, and yeah, I mean just be listening to a lot of music and when the game time comes, just be focused and and locked in for the game. 
So you mentioned music about four times there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm getting the sense that you may be a music guy. What what is Fidel's select playlist look like? What sort of music do you have in there? <laughs> uh, I like to mostly listen to Spanish music. It gets me okay. in the mood. Uh, I also throw in some a little bit of rap. Mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of rap. Okay. And yeah, it's like a combination between both of those. All right. Who, who's your favorite artist, Fidel? I would say little baby okay okay nice that's a good one yeah 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 i like that <laughs> um i also all know to fidel i know Ferris asked about you know typical game day um i've always been curious man so like when i was 16 i you know cannot even imagine sort of balancing just normal 16 year old stuff like <laughs> high school and everything with yeah <laughs> playing you know professionally Concacaf u17 championships world cups like How's that been, man? How do you balance all that with sort of just like, you know, everyday school, everyday 16-year-old things? Yeah. In the beginning, it's something that I had to adjust to and something I had, I had, I could say, problems with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard, especially at a young age yeah. when you're just getting started with your teenage life. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just time of, uh, of knowing how to balance stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, balancing my schoolwork, my friends, and then also obviously uh, my professionalism of soccer. I mean, I think that's a job. It's something. It's basically my job. Something I have to, I have to keep working at and stuff. And also, obviously, school still since I'm a teenager is something you have to balance between those two. And obviously, your family and friends make time for them too. I think that's important. For yeah. sure, man. For sure. No, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I. I lived in Europe for four years, Fidel. Uh, I went to college there, and I can tell you that I was constantly FaceTiming my friends or doing things like that to kind of just keep in the loop because otherwise Mm -hmm. it could feel very far away. But with technology the way it is now, you're not so far away as long as you, you you go on Zoom and you have these conversations with these people. Obviously, it's better to see them in person, but it it, it can work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But within within Charleston itself, uh, what what's your favorite thing to do on a on a day out or a, you know a free day? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had much of those, but I would say, <laughs> yeah, I just play video games. Uh, I like to play video or go out with my teammates. Sometimes they would barbecues, but yeah, most of the time just play video okay. games. What's okay, your nice. what's your video game of choice? FIFA. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, there All you right. go, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are you uh, are you looking anxiously for the day when you get a FIFA card, even if it's like a fifty rated, but you can use yourself in FIFA? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm waiting for that day. It's something that <laughs> I always wanted to have. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome, man. Put in your ultimate team at some point and just have yeah. like nineties overall, and then a you know fifty rated Fidel. Right there. <laughs> hey, I think right. Like, don't isn't there like a thing where you get like a automatic ninety nine of yourself and fun, yeah, right? Like, when you get yeah, on the game. Oh yeah, yeah. you do. I think yeah, do. so there you go. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so cool, man. <laughs> oh man. A couple couple years, couple years. Yeah, exactly. It. It'll happen, man. It'll happen. Cool. In terms exactly. of your uh USL personal goals for this season, is there anything you want to hit numbers wise or are you more just looking, you know, big picture? Yeah, obviously looking forward for my first professional goal. Uh yeah. I, I had that since last last season. I mean, I only got to have a couple of games, but I think this season that's that's the main goal, get my first professional goal. 
Good That's stuff, awesome. man. And I know, um, you know, Charleston has a pretty good, you know, reputation in the USL having a really big fan base. How have your sort of interactions been with them so far? Yeah, luckily I got to experience a uh, packed stadium last season for my last mm-hmm. game, and it, it was a great experience. Honestly, having thousands of fans support you from the sidelines something something you won't forget. And uh, that game, look, uh, thanks to God, I got I got man of the match. So it was also a great experience. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that, that's super cool. And is there, in the U.S. at least, uh, is there a stadium you're looking forward to playing in at some point or uh, potentially one that you want to play in at some point? Uh, I would say... Europe uh, is an easier answer, but yeah. I, I I would ask in terms of like, I, I don't know, do you follow MLS at all or, or are you aware? When I, yeah, of- well, when I first joined San Jose, yeah, I did. Quite, quite, yeah. I think it would be that Atlanta United Stadium. Mm-hmm. I like right. that stadium. Yeah, that's that is a that's good a nice one. one, man. That's massive too. Because yeah, that's part, part of the thing people don't realize is for the U.S. stadiums. And I, by the way, I, I will say on, on this podcast, we are not, you know, just pushing MLS. This is not what we're here for. But in terms of the stadium itself, um. You know, it's interesting that a lot of these MLS stadiums are actually bigger than European stadiums. And people don't realize that. But like Atlanta with 60,000, yeah. I mean, that that's up there with some of the bigger stadiums in, in Europe, which is kind of crazy for, you yeah. know, just your you know local MLS club to be playing there. But but yeah, OK, that's that's interesting. I like I like that for answer. Sure. And then Europe wise, I have to ask the same thing now. Uh would it be, you know, Barcelona? Obviously, that's going to be the obvious answer. But if you could pick one outside, um, outside of, uh, you know, your, the club you want to play for, what would I you say? Old Trafford, oh, okay, United Stadium. That's a good one, man. Yeah, yep. feeder dreams. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, throw it back real quick to the MLS stadiums, uh, Fidel. Um, how how excited are you for the uh, the U.S. Open Cup? Because you you know you could be playing in Atlanta this season potentially even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, we get to play San Jose. It's my old club. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's an opportunity yeah. we get to play. I'm mean, think I'm really excited for that for that the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, good deal, man. Yeah, that, that, I love how um that's set up. I know that's a thing you know in leagues around the world, but I think that's just such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, how that's set up, so. Yeah, and then uh, training-wise, uh, going back to kind of the USL thing, wh- what is your favorite drill to do in uh, in training? Uh, I like the end when we split off to like forwards. I like to do the finishing drills. They're competitive okay. and, and it's fun, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Have they ever stuck you in net before? <laughs> no, not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not something I'm looking forward to. No. Hey, look, it, it <laughs> happened in the final of the game you played in. Oh, so. yeah. Yes, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you, never, you never know, man. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Blake, do you have any other questions? Uh, I've, you know, ran through my list. but Yeah, I've got I've got one more, Trevor. Just um, okay. I know we've asked a few other people that have come on here, Fidel. Um, just, you know, with us being, you know, U.S. podcast, um, who, who's your favorite current um, U.S. national team player? Do you have yeah, one? Good, good one. Yeah, yeah, since the beginning, it's always Christian Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Uh, I, I like how he plays. I love watching the U.S. games and and just watching him. Something that that's something really cool. I mean, getting to watch him. And obviously, I got to see him in person one time. So it's something it's like an idol to me. I think 
he's he's really influential. That's when, awesome, man. When yeah. did you get to see him in person? Uh, it was at a camp. We were on the U.S. camp, and the U.S. men's team was there. We got to see a couple like Zimmerman. I got to see a couple of them. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. man. That's really cool. Jeez. Uh, super. Cool. All right, and I, you know, now that I asked, I guess, um, you know, who's your favorite current uh, Mexican national team player as well? Uh, Chucky Lozano, also a winger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you, that got, makes you gotta sense. type. Yeah, yeah. You gotta type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, we we appreciate you taking some time, Fidel. Um, you know, obviously, part of our podcast is we love to bring on players that have interesting stories. Um. Guys that, you know, could could be up next uh, that we, you know, just want to hear more from. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you taking some time to come on our pod, talk with us a little bit. And, um, you know, whichever way you end up going, we're definitely going to be supporters in your career. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope, you know, I hope I hope you make it to uh, to Europe at some point, man. You, you seem like a, a bright kid with uh, good aspirations. So I don't da- I don't doubt you can do it, man. Thank you. Thank you for for taking time to to have me in your podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Course, thanks for coming on. We do. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Th- thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and uh, as always, keep vibing. <laughs>